Hello? Hey, it's Jeremy Collin. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So how are things with everything happening? <laughs> um, everything's kind of taken like a big halt. Um, I know everyone's in the same boat right now. Uh, tours are being canceled. Shows are being canceled. Uh, so being freelance right now kind of sucks. Um, we're, we're all in a spot right now where we have no income. And I, I know it's not just freelance in the music industry, but it, it sucks just watching everything disappear that you had planned for two, three months down the road. So it, it's not great right now, but we're hoping, you know, once we get through all this, everyone's really going to be missing shows and want to get back out there and all the bands are going to want to be on the road. So we're hoping it pits back up. No, yeah, I definitely understand. It's kind of like things that you had planned for so long are kind of like not happening. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, um, yeah, exactly. And it, it sucks because like, obviously I can't take pictures from my house. Well, I mean, I can, I take <laughs> pictures of like my daughter or something, but that that's not making me any money and that's not helping me, you know, pay rent or pay my bills or anything else. Right. So. Yeah. We're, we're all just in a tough spot right now. Like I said, I know I'm not the only one. I know there's a lot of people in the same spot right now. So, yeah, That's kind of why, um, even though school's technically shut, I really wanted to continue doing these interviews because, like, we can help in any way possible, even if it's just, like, getting word out there and throwing up. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's I, I see a lot of people trying to do that right now, whether it's just sharing, like, you know, a print shop link or sharing photographers' pages or bands' pages, online merch stores, anything people can do right now to try and help. I, I, I see everyone's kind of banding together and doing that, which is really great to see. Okay, so I do have some questions for you. You're the first band photographer I've ever interviewed. I saw your uh, photos, and so I thought your okay. shots were really, really good. Thank you. Um, what made you interested in photography specifically? Um, so I've always had an interest in photography, uh, not necessarily band photography, just when we were at family gatherings, I'd be the one taking the picture because I like doing it, that sort of thing. Um, and then I was in a band four or five years ago now, and we were on tour with a band I now do all the photos for, Rival Town. Uh, they originally are from Thunder Bay, so they were coming down through Ontario, down in southern Ontario where I am. And they asked my band to jump on a couple shows with them, so we did that. And five, six months after that, I left the band, and they were doing another full Ontario run, and they asked if I want to come hang out, do some merch on that tour. I said, yeah, sure, you mind if I bring my camera, just because. They're like, yeah, of course. So it started then with the band pictures specifically. Uh, didn't really expect it to kind of take off the way it did. Uh, it just kind of happened because the Nets tour they did, they're like, hey, come back, take more pictures. I'm like, oh, seriously? You you really like them? They're like, yeah, they're great. I'm like, oh, okay. So I went from there. I did two or three tours with them before other bands started reaching out to me. Uh, you know, hey, we're playing Hamilton. Can you come shoot us? We're in Toronto. Can you come shoot us here? I'm like, oh, wait, people actually want me to come take their pictures. So I kind of invested more money, more time, more effort into the into my photography, into the work I was doing. And that's kind of where it is now. I like the perspectives in your shots. Like, they, they're pretty interesting to look at, especially, like, with the contrast elements. I don't know, it kind of stands out to me when I saw your photos. They didn't look, like, 
stereotypical band shot. Like, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and the, any art market is super saturated. You always have a lot of artists in with bands. There's so many bands. There's so many photographers out there. You, you've got to try and find something to make yourself slightly different. You can't just copy someone else's work. You can't make it all look the same because you're never going to get anywhere. No one's going to want to hire you when they can find someone else doing the exact same photos for a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you got to find a way to stand out, uh, find something you like, and and build from there. You know, same thing with music, same thing with any art. You got to stand out, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like it's so difficult when there's so many different um, platforms, and just I feel like sometimes the market's oversaturated. But if you can find a way to make it your own, people will obviously like flock to it. That's pretty interesting. It. It is, and, and you're right. There's so many platforms, especially for photography, whether, you know, your basic ones with Instagram and Twitter, and then you can get into more, like, specific photography ones that are out there. And I, I'm sure those are great for, you know, building your market, but mm-hmm. as a band photographer, the only people that really want to see your pictures are fans of that band. Mm. Um, I'm sure other photographers would love to see it as well, but they're not going to go check out the band. They're not going to support the band which is what at the end pays you right mm-hmm. so you, you need to be able to find those fans and, and reach out to them that makes sense i actually never thought of it before i think that's an interesting just juxtaposition between the different ways how this kind of comes together yeah it, it's i didn't really notice it until last year when i started selling prints and I have obviously a lot of photographer friends in the area here who are selling prints. And I'm like, why are you selling so well? And like, I'm doing okay, but like, I see your numbers compared to mine. Like, what's the difference? They're like, oh, we put it in the fan groups on Facebook, you know, the Defend Pop Punk, the Pop Punk Kids, stuff like that, where fans of these bands are looking at it. I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense because I'm trying to sell to other photographers and other photographers don't really want to buy other pictures. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it was just, it, it made sense when they said that. I'm like, I never thought of it that way. I, I've kind of developed this weird perspective with Rival Town. I've been with them now for four going on five years, I believe. I, I know what they want to see in the pictures, what they don't want to see. I know who likes pictures of them singing, who doesn't like pictures of them singing. Um, some of them don't like pictures where the mouth is open in it or, you know, they only want a certain angle of them. Um, and now going into bigger shows and other bands, I've kind of taken that with me without realizing it. I'm just doing it out of habit. And it's led to, like you said, the cool perspectives and angles that are in my pictures because, you know, when there's a keyboard player that I'm standing right beside, you can only take so many pictures of him before they start looking boring. So you got to find different angles. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've taken that to all my shows now, like I said, without realizing it, just have it of looking for different angles instead of just, you know, the straight on picture of a singer. Yeah, I definitely think the angles bring more personality to the picture because it's, they weren't like action shots or stills, they were kind of like this pretty nice blend of like you're stuck in the moment, but at the same time, like, oh, it's also just a really nice photo. Well, thank you. <laughs> So I have a question for you that we were asked at our freshman orientation that we've kind of made tradition to ask in our interviews. If you can be any utensil in the kitchen, what would you be and why? Ooh. 
utensil in the kitchen. Yes. <laughs> I want to say like a spatula, but I don't know why. <laughs> I, it's cute. I I feel like, I don't know, I, I, my day job, I, I'm a cook in the kitchen. Uh, I work at the steakhouse, so I, I'm used to flipping things, I guess. I don't know, that was the first thing that came to my head, so I'm going to go with the spatula there. What's your favorite thing that you like to cook? Um, pastas mainly, different types of pastas, seeing what I can put in them, different sauces I can make them in, that sort of, sort of thing. If you could currently, if this wasn't happening in the world, if you could go any place, where would you go and why? Uh, so actually, it's funny you asked that question. I was supposed to tour Japan at the beginning of April. Oh, wow. Um, and obviously that got canceled. Um, so that has been my number one place. Japan and Thailand have flipped back and forth for me for a long time. Uh, just because of the, the, the street photography you can get in outside of band photos. The nightlife in Japan, obviously, in Tokyo is huge. The colors, um, it, amazing photography. And then Thailand's the same sort of thing, except the complete opposite. It, it's old. Uh, it's not really you know, worn down, but, you know, you got those ancient buildings there. You got a lot of cool, interesting street photography options around you, which we don't really have here. I mean, we do, but you see it every day and it's not the same. So those two have definitely been at the top of my list. And sadly, Japan had to be canceled, obviously, with everything going on right now. We're going in the middle of cherry blossom season. So all the trees would have been pink and it would have been beautiful pictures. And I was really looking forward to that. But Obviously, you gotta take your safety yeah. first over everything. So, do you prefer portrait shots or like, um, I guess, ones without people? I'm not quite sure what they would be called. Like landscape sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like doing like the band shots where mm -hmm. I don't have to tell people how to stand. I feel like I'm super awkward when I'm standing there. Like, okay, tilt your head to the left, put your arm here. I I don't feel comfortable telling people how to stand because it's your picture, it's how you want to look in it. Mm -hmm. um, so even when I'm doing band promos and they're not sure, when, when I'm doing like band photos and I have to tell them how to stand or where to stand, you know, it's not necessarily what they end up wanting the band to look like mm -hmm. because now it's me telling them how they should stand, how they should look in that picture when it's your band. I don't necessarily listen to your band or know what you sound like. So why should I, you know, be telling you how to pose, that sort of thing? So when I do get to do nature shots like that, street photography, it's great because I don't have to tell anyone how to stand. I can't ask a mountain to move for me. It's just there. It's beautiful as it is. That's how it's supposed to be seen, if that makes any sense. No, I definitely understand and agree. Um, when you're editing photos, what do you look for in it? Like, I know personally, like, I like more contrast in a photo. Or... Um... It, it depends what the picture is of. Mm -hmm. um, when when we were down in Brooklyn, uh, New York City area, I, I took a lot of street photos of the band just walking around. And I don't know why I tended to white those ones out. Like I brought the highlights up a lot. I brought the whites up a lot. Um, so you can still make them out, but everything else is kind of white. Um, but live shots, I, I want to bring out the color mm -hmm. that's on stage. Um, a lot of time when I'm onto a rival town or a, a smaller band, 
I, I'm stuck using a flash in a bar in a little room. I don't have the big stage lights that I have for some of the bigger shows. So I'm trying to find any any color I can pull out, you know, to make it look more alive. It's not just one white flash looking photo. Mm-hmm. And, and it's difficult because you are using flash, like you're stuck trying to find these colors. Rival Town, luckily for me, has lights uh, behind them and on their cabs as well that change colors. Their drum set even lights up. So I am able to pull some of those colors out, which is great. Um, but that's not always the case. So like I said, it depends on what's in the picture. If I can find colors to pull out, make those pop more, I'll do that. Try and, you know, match the contrast with it, uh, bring the highlights up a little bit. But again, it, it all depends on what's actually in the picture and what I have to work with. That's a really good answer. I just like seeing how people see things. It's yeah. Yeah. I took a digital photography class my sophomore year, so I know like the bare minimum, but we had to take our own pictures before we edited them. And yeah, you kind of learn a lot about a person based on what pictures they take. Yeah. And everyone likes different pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, I find when I send the band, you know, the 25, 30 pictures from the night, none of them will post my favorite picture or maybe one of them will. And I'm like, Oh, I thought this one was the best one. And they're like, no, I like this one more. I like this one more. I'm like, Oh, it's weird that y'all like different pictures. Mm -hmm. So, um, what do you do when you're not photographing and working like hobbies? Um, right now sit at home on my couch and (laughs) do nothing because we can't go anywhere. Which kind of sucks because the gas is super cheap and I would love to, you know, drive around a little bit, go probably west somewhere in Canada to see the Rockies or something, but can't do that. Um, for the most part, I like being outdoors. I like going on hikes. Um, I fish a lot when I can, obviously. Uh, it's difficult when I'm on tour, um, which is fine. Um, not, not a whole lot else. I'll play hockey every once in a while, but I still play instruments when I can as well. Um, just just stuff to fill the time. Uh, I miss playing music. Uh, it's nice that photography keeps me at shows and keeps me seeing all these bands. But you know, you miss being on stage. So being able to play in my basement still is nice every once in a while. What instrument slash instruments do you play? Um, so drums and guitar mainly, and then a little bit of piano as well. I was just curious. I used to play the trumpet way back in the day. <laughs> Not really. It was like three years ago. I mean, in in high school, I took a music class where I played like trumpet, clarinet, saxophone. But like, I can't remember how to play all that. I wish I did, but yeah, I think I took something similar where it was like you learn the scales and maybe like hot cross buns on every single instrument. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember how to play that, nor do I have the money for any of those instruments, just they're all very expensive. Yes. <laughs> I, I love saxophone. I love songs with saxophone in it. Um, actually, the new Silverstein album had the song with saxophone in it, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Um, so I was looking at getting back into playing sax and looking at buying one, and like a decent, cheap saxophone is like nine grand. I'm like, oh, so that's just not happening. Okay. School of Rock was filmed at my school, and I'm always like, well, the music scene isn't here. And it's kind of sad because, like, it's such an iconic movie that inspired so many people. And yeah. Like, here we are. Yeah, I think I watched that movie every Friday in music class for all four years of high school. Oh, my God. I love it. 
I never realized how like impactful it was until I started talking to people. <laughs> it's just kind of oh, yeah. like um, every musician I know can probably quote most of that movie to you. Oh my god, <laughs> I I feel like like the main building from the movie, like where he like Jack Black's character like drives the car up, and you see that like iconic entrance. That's our classroom building. So after a while, it kind of just awesome. became this is where I have class, <laughs> and you forget. Yeah. But... That's really cool, though. Yeah, it's kind of nice. And you're from Canada, correct? I just wanted yeah. to... Okay, cool. Can you describe what it's like there for me? I've never been. <laughs> it, um, it's basically the exact same okay. as where you are. Um, it, it's, it's funny. We did our first U.S. tour a couple of years ago, and we're just over the border in uh, Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. And we're at an Olive Garden, and... We went to pay, and the server was like, oh, you guys are from Canada. We're like, yeah. We're like, oh, what's it like there? We're like, we can almost see our house over the border. <laughs> like, it's right there. You see you see that big bridge? We live right by it. He goes, yeah, what's it like? We're like, what do you mean? It, it's literally, like, right here. Um, there's not a whole lot of difference. Um, I'm just, when you get up into, like, northern Canada, there is. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's your small towns, your your country people, um, your your all your stereotypes about Canada are in those small towns. Uh, but Hamilton and Toronto are the same as any big city in the states I've ever been to. Um, we are a little bit nicer here, and there's a lot of Tim Hortons, so we got coffee on every corner, which is nice. But besides that, it, it's basically the same. It snows just as much here as it does for you, I'm sure. Uh, this year, not so much. But we we don't ride our mooses to work, <laughs> which is sad because that would actually be pretty cool. Um, yeah, not, not a whole lot different. Yeah, I I always curious because like, okay, I'm from Staten Island and. It, there's a lot of trees here. Like, there's a lot of parks. It's like a city without being a city. There's a lot of yeah. people. And then, like, you go to Manhattan, and it's just tall buildings. Yeah, so Toronto is more or less like Manhattan. Obviously okay. not to that scale. Um, there are parks and stuff in Toronto, whereas Manhattan has one big-ass park. Um, ha- Hamilton's probably more like Staten Island. You know, it's a city, mm-hmm. but there's parks. You know, there's trees, there's forests, there's stuff like that. Um, so it's not just tall buildings and concrete everywhere. Um, I've been through quite a bit of the states now, and so, some of the things you see are fantastic. Um, other things are, you know, flat farm fields for the next eight and a half hours. But you, you got to drive through that to get to somewhere. Once you pass... Uh, Pittsburgh area, getting into like the more central states, mm-hmm. uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, stuff like that. It's really flat. It's a lot of farm fields. It's a lot of, you know, small little hills, stuff like that. There's not a whole lot of cities where I'm sure, you know, driving up and down the East Coast and cities everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, same same thing up here in Southern Ontario, just cities, 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 cities. And as soon as you go west a little bit into like Manitoba, Alberta, Saskatchewan out there it's just farm fields prairie fields of nothing um and it's the same in the central states it's a lot of open fields 
nothing really to look at for a couple hours while you drive. And then West Coast, I've never been, but I'm assuming there's a lot of cities everywhere. What's your favorite state that you've been to? Um, I really enjoyed Tennessee when I was down there. Uh, that was quite a few years ago now, but I uh, really enjoyed the, the scenery, driving through Kentucky as well, getting down to Tennessee. A uh, really pretty state to drive through. Nashville was a lot of fun to be in. Uh, just a really nice city overall. A lot of things to do, fun stuff like that. I'm not a big city person, weirdly enough, living in a bigger city right beside Toronto and always in big cities on tour. I, I don't like big crowds of people. Um, so Nashville was kind of like nights in between, like it wasn't overly packed. Um, and then once you're outside of the city, you're in kind of soft mountains, hilly areas, a lot of good photography places like that. You have Mississippi running through there as well. So it's just a really nice place to be through. What's your favorite venue that you've taken photos in? Um, in Albany, New York, there is a venue inside one of the shopping malls. It's called Jupiter Hall. Uh, that was probably my favorite venue. Um, just the, the way the stage was set up is really pretty stage. Nice lighting. Uh, definitely shoot there again if I could. Um, I ha- we have a question that we've been asking everyone we've interviewed that our PR director Grace came up with. Um, and I, I'm curious to know what your opinion of this question would be. Um, okay. What is your opinion of releasing an artist's unreleased music after they've passed away? Should it be released or should it not? Um, I, I tend to go back and forth on this. Growing up, I was a huge Prince fan, so I'm kind of hoping that they're going to release more Prince music. But at the same time, if they didn't want it to be released and they didn't do it while they were alive, I don't think it should be. So I, I kind of fight with myself on that all the time. Um, I don't know how artist wills work out and, you know, with the recordings and stuff like that, because obviously you record way more songs than you ever put out. Um, I, I'm going to say, yeah, this should be released if the family of that artist is okay with it. Um, if the family wants to put this music out there, you know, obviously fans loved whoever that artist was, whether it's a full band or solo artist, they had fans out there that supported them and would obviously love to hear new music, even though they've passed away. Um, so yeah, I think it should be released if the family's okay with it. I know it's such a tough question there's so many different moving parts to it because like as a fan you always want to hear more music but with the artist exactly, if they're happy yeah. and then it's like what it uh, was it unfinished because i hate when they keep releasing these unfinished like demo tracks yeah like, oh, i know what you mean and like again i just listen to music i just kind of exist in this realm so it's yeah that's fair yeah it's, it's pretty interesting to see the how different people approach this question yeah um, my next question for you is we actually have some Spitfire questions that we've been asking everyone, okay. so bear with me. <laughs> um, just say the first thing that pops into your head. It doesn't have to be anything, like, elaborate. Sure. Okay. Favorite color? Blue. Um, favorite movie? Lord of the Rings. Nice. Favorite book? Harry Potter. <laughs> I really like your answer. Sorry. <laughs> Um, favorite restaurant? I, I don't want to say the one I work at. Um, 
feel like I have to. Um, a- anything with good burgers. I'm always down for a good burger. Okay, you're going on a road trip. Three songs that must be in your playlist. Ooh. Um, 2112 by Rush, because that feels like half an hour, and it's just a good song. Um, Self-Defeated by Light Pacific, and Lottery by Romancer. Favorite album in your personal collection? Oh, geez, my personal collection is huge. Um, I have the original, one of the original pressings from 1975 of Rush's self-titled album on vinyl, and that's probably my favorite. Oh my god, <laughs> that's amazing! Yeah. Um, and then, what is your opinion of Spotify? I like how easy it is to find new music, to find bands you're looking for to listen to music. I don't agree with how little they're paying people. I Obviously, I have music on Spotify. I know how little you actually make. I see how little these bands are making for the amount of times people are listening to them. So Spotify is really raking in a lot of money, and I know that. Um, I like the concept of Spotify. I feel like they need to pay the artists a little bit more fairly than what they are. I agree. I'm just going to circle back. This is not a Spitfire question, but I just want to circle back to this. You said you had Rush's The the Vinyl. Um, yeah. What is, do you collect vinyl? I do. Oh, amazing. Um, besides that album, if you had to pick two that were like your most prized, what would you say they were? Um, I have Let's Go Crazy, the Prince album. And then I have a tricolor Bob Marley greatest hits, and those are probably my two favorites. Um, my next question for you is, what are you currently listening to? Um, a lot heavier uh, pop-punk than I used to. Um, when, when I first got into pop-punk, there was a lot of state champ kind of poppy stuff, um, although the finer things wasn't a poppy album but but that sort of lighter mm-hmm. the side of the pop on scale now i'm into a lot of like uh bear tooth the data remember uh ice nine kills a lot of heavier stuff like that um a lot of local bands i find are on my playlist quite a bit um there was a band in hamilton i'm friends with one of the guys who was in it called downstream uh they broke up a few years ago and uh he's now one of the guitar players and singers in rarity not sure if you know who they are i've heard of them. um but a lot of downstream, um, they're, I don't know how to explain what they sound like, kind of grungy emo rock. Um, so a lot of them, uh, romancers coming out of a city about 45 minutes away from me called Kitchener Waterloo, uh, listening to them a lot lately. Uh, they're going to blow up soon as well. Obviously listening to Rival Town, uh, you know, I owe them a lot for always taking me on tour. So anytime I can stream them and, you know, give them a shout out and support them in any way. I, I do my best. So listen to a lot of them. Uh, like Pacific from Toronto, Seaway uh, from Toronto area as well. Um, a lot of smaller local bands you've probably never heard of, the Downcast, uh, Arcane Ghost, stuff like that. Uh, a lot of local bands definitely pop up on my playlist. Yeah, so Rival Towns, they've been doing this for a while. Uh, Bryce, their guitar player, was in a band out East called Rocket Rocket Ship, which they actually did fairly well for a while. 
Um, so they're, they're a little bit older now, and I'm sure if you were to ask them these questions, they'd probably have a little bit different answers than I do. Um, it, it's weird a lot of the times when bands hit me up, they're younger than me or, you know, around my age. So when I tour with the guys in rival town, uh, it, it's a completely different vibe. You know, we're in bed basically when the show ends or as soon as we can be, we got a pizza and we got a movie on or something. There's not a whole lot of like drinking and partying, like with the younger bands. When I am on the road with a younger band, it's weird to me that, you know, it's one thirty, two in the morning and we're out drinking instead of lying in bed, eating Domino's, watching Die Hard. I, I feel like personally, I prefer sitting in bed. <laughs> Yo, so do I, especially because I have to edit all the pictures from that night's show and I don't want to be drinking all night and then have to go edit pictures till six in the morning. Oh, no. I'll do it every once in a while. You know, it's fun to go out and drink and right. have a good time and enjoy being on the road when you can. Do you have, like, um, a van playlist that you listen to or, like, something that keeps you occupied while traveling? Um, it, it tends to change. It'll go from, like, all stand-up comedy to music to we'll watch a movie or something. Um, a lot of the guys bring, like, their Nintendo Switch or the Game Boys or something just to do something on the road. Uh, I tend to get car sick if I look at something for too long, so kind of sucks I can't edit the pictures while we're driving because I mean I do nothing for eight hours in the van uh so that would be a great time to do pictures but unfortunately I can't um so yeah they play video games or we'll put music on like I said a lot of stand-up comedy comes on uh just something you know we haven't heard before which is nice do you mind if I ask what you used to edit your photos uh for the most part, I do all the basic stuff in Lightroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I do need to, you know, edit out a mic stand or someone's hand kind of blurred the corner or something, I'll throw it in Photoshop and do any touch-ups there. But for the most part, just Lightroom. Lightroom is great for all your basic uh, edits, quick edits to photos. Uh, I can save all the presets. Uh, so if I want all the pictures on one tour to look, you know, somewhat the same, it, it makes it a lot easier than photoshop ever could that's so nice okay i have one more question for you and i hope things get better because of this question (laughs) what are your goals for the decade of 2020 um i i'd love to tour outside of north america that's always been one of my goals um don't really care where um obviously like i said uh japan was looking really good until all this happened um, but I, I've done quite a bit in North America now. I do want to start doing more West Coast in North America. Like I said, I've never actually made it out to California, so I'd love to make it there one day. But definitely, hopefully by the end of this decade, I can, uh, or this year even, hopefully something outside of North America would be really cool to do. Amazing. I really appreciate you talking with me. I had a great time. This is, like, really fun, so thanks. Yeah, it was. A lot of fun. Uh, definitely keep in touch. And... Okay, I hope you have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye.